I'm your show host, Rebecca Hidalgo Reigns with Grateful Heart. And I'm really excited about taking away the fear from the word recession. It sounds way scarier than it turns out to be. And if you guys stay tuned, you'll find out why. Join me right now with Anthony and Joe. We're going to explain to you why you shouldn't be afraid right now. Welcome to our show and thanks for joining us. This is Grateful Heart, the motivational Arizona real estate and business show. We're here to inspire you to believe in yourself, to dare to dream about your infinite and divine possibilities, to blow open your mind to creating your most abundant reality possible as our thoughts are so powerful. I found turning my own personal grief into gratitude raised my vibration to be in tune for receiving prosperity, health, and connecting to God's source. I'm your host, Rebecca Raines of Integrity All-Stars at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, and I have been selling homes here in the Valley since 1993. Today on our program, we have some great guests for you. Live from Phoenix, Arizona, it's the Grateful Heart Show with your host, Rebecca Raines. Hi, guys. Welcome. I'm your host, Rebecca Hidalgo Raines of Grateful Heart. Today's show, I have Joe Smith with Epic Mortgage here in studio with Hi, me. Hi, Rebecca. Thank you for joining us. Always my pleasure. Always. And then, of course, we would not have a great show without Mr. Penna from Navi Title joining us. Yay, Navi Title. Anthony's in the house. So today's show, I'm really excited. Thanks, you guys, for coming. I wanted to talk about something that is in the news. Every other word, it seems like it's this dang word that starts with an R. Oh, I thought I, I thought you were going Top Gun. No, 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 no not Maverick. Good. That was a super good, was movie. good movie. I really enjoyed it. Go see Top Gun. Yeah, that's that is something else we could talk about. But what I really want to talk about is recession. I know it's not a sexy topic. I know Anthony, keep your head up. Come on, come on, pick it back up. And the reason being is, you know, Anthony, what you're saying about data and drama and, you know, nobody ever like reads past the headlines. Help me out. What, what, what's the problem here with the news these days? Oh, number one, data over drama. And the headlines do more to terrify than clarify. Clickbait advertising. Yes. So that's why I have you here, Anthony, because you're so passionate about clickbait and headlines and all you ever see if anybody reads the headlines today all you see is this blaring word called recession right fear sells fear sells but what does that really mean and that's what i wanted to talk about today is what does it mean to you joe and to me and to anthony's family and to our kids if we're really in a recession a i'm going to have joe our our mortgage guy over here who's much nerdier than me define what that actually L little means nerdy yeah it's yeah a little nerdy. the wikipedia version of it but beyond the actual definition what does that truly mean to us i saw an article i think i sent to you guys a couple weeks ago and i don't know how valid these stats are but it was saying that the average consumer during this recession may spend fifty two hundred dollars more this year than what they spent last year for the same goods and services. So if they didn't get a raise of at least $100 a week, they're probably not faring quite so well financially as they maybe were last year. Is that a fair statement? Would you guys agree with that? I think so. And that they also might be, it might cut into the goods and services. We're going to use that term a little bit, goods and services that they would buy outside of the necessities. Outside of the necessities. So that's interesting you bring that up, Joe. We're actually today gonna do two shows. The first one is gonna be talking all about what does an actual recession mean to you and me and all of us with our personal finances, but then how does that tie into our real estate market? Because that's talking kind of about what people can afford to, to buy and sell. And it's so funny, we were started like doing the research for this show 
Do you guys remember taking in high school? There was like, I totally remember a class learning about GDP. Did I even say that you right? You got it right. I did say that right. And I remember the teacher I had had wore Converse and he was super cool and we were like playing in the stocks, pretending to buy stocks and like these little high school senior kids. And I remember hearing about the gross domestic product. Oh, and nice job. Thank That's you. Good. Yeah, I actually know what the acronym stands good. for. Thank you, Joe. And, and I thought, you know, it'd probably make more sense to try to dumb it down a little bit because I think, Anthony, what'd you say about fear? When you actually understand what this means, it's not so scary. So I don't want you guys to go and put your pocket protectors in right away. We're not going to get that nerdy, but it's going to be, we're going to kind of dumb it down a little bit. Okay. So we can all understand uh, what these terms are, so to say, even what to expect and maybe even like where we are as a state or even a community or, or even more localized. Well, and I think a big part of it too is just our own perception of mm. what a reception, what a recession could mean. So that's why I, I, brought, I found this cute little slick PowerPoint presentation I stole from somebody else, Joe. I'm not going to make you read all Thank of it. Good. I promise. But I thought there were some cool things in here, especially the part where they talk about a state of mind. You know, because I think at the end of all this, and Anthony definitely can chime in on this. Um, how much of it is just our own fear and the, our behavior because of the fear because we don't understand. And then all of a sudden, now it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Do you, you know, know what I mean? I, I remember taking my son up to the high diving board at the pool mm -hmm. and telling him, okay, you need to jump. And he said, no, no, I can't jump. It's going to be too scary. It's going to be really bad. And I said, if you do it, it'll be fine. You'll love it. And he jumped and he loved it. So the fear of mm -hmm. jumping held him back from the joy of, of having fun. Right. So, so these things that we're hearing mm -hmm. are way worse in our heads than they, than they are in real life. Amen. And Anthony, I know I slid past you. Where are you? Let me find you over there. Wouldn't you agree? That was actually really slick. I almost want Joe to repeat that. Can you repeat that? I don't first? know that I can. <laughs> well, Anthony, um, we were just talking about how our perception of fear can definitely keep us on the sidelines. And I know um, you, I watch you daily on your post on social media talking about trying to trying to take away the fear from people's minds about what's going on today. So we're going to go back to that PowerPoint of Joe's, well, not of mine that I stole for Joe to talk about. But is there anything else you'd like to chime in here before we, we let Joe run with his show here? Let Joe just jump in. But Joe, you said a key thing there because like you said, Rebecca, when I do my posts and especially my videos, it is all about mindset. Um, when you wake up in the morning, I remember I heard, I heard a speaker I heard a few years ago and he said it right. He goes, when you wake up in the morning, first thing you do is don't look at your phone and don't read headlines because it starts your day out in a negative fashion. And that just trends you for the rest of the day and the week. So John, I'm looking, um, you're right with that mindset thing. Fear does sell, unfortunately. Fear does sell. It does. So before understanding the recession, we need to understand the market economy. That's what this slide says. Would you agree with that, Joe? Uh, yeah, remember, not too nerdy, but yes. <laughs> so two stages of a market economy, growing market economy and declining. There's only two. And then there's two factors of a market, supply and demand, only two. So if I click over the next screen, I thought this was kind of cool. Like it kind of shows like, I feel like this was like during the pandemic, everybody was out buying, you know, four wheelers and boats and doing things because they had all this extra money all of a sudden. Where did all that money go? Disposable income. Yeah. Good times. Good times. That was just two years ago. Today, this is what we are kind of more in the red, the downward spiral, I guess is what they're calling it. 
the declining market economy. And now we have the two factors of supply and demand, which is all we've been talking about for the last, I feel like, ever. Supply and demand is really what it's all about. That's economics 101. That's that's like what we learned about when you were 15 years old, supply and demand. Right, right. So if we have supply and demand issues, where does that lead us into the recession? Are you going to give us the actual book definition yet? All right. So first off, it is all supply and demand, mm -hmm. for sure. It's, uh, simply put, a recession is two quarters in a row mm -hmm. of declining gross domestic product. Oh, you mean that acronym I said that's in the it, beginning? GDP. GDP. Two quarters in a row. So that's six months uh -huh. of declining. Of right? declining what? Gross, dom gross domestic okay, product. So are you going to explain to us what that is? Yes. Oh, yay. Which is basically just uh, goods and services mm -hmm. and the cost of those. Okay. That's it. That's it. That's simple. It's, it's a simple formula. But again, we're, we're going to dumb it down here. Uh-huh. But when you understand it, it's just one simple indicator mm -hmm. that we're looking at. Mm -hmm. And then the, the piece that we have to understand is this happens. This happens often. So maybe some of us are either of an age where it's affecting us mm -hmm. or it's the first time that we're realizing that this happened. But this happened, first of all, it happened in 2020. Mm-hmm. We had six months in a row. We did. Yeah, we, we had was a that recession. The, was that the first that, half of, of 2020? I don't remember the dates, but there were, there were six months in a row of declining. Okay. So that qualified <clears throat> technically as a recession. As a recession. So we made it through the last recession. Isn't that interesting? And then the headlines didn't talk about it because we, we were too busy it. talking about COVID probably we during 2020. We had other things that we were worried about because the recession word wasn't as important. And I don't think it is as important so going forward. What's interesting though, Joe, is during that time period, I was just reflecting on all those people like Anthony who went and bought a cabin, bought uh, four wheelers, bought other things because they had extra money. And that happened during a recession. It was a hard time, don't get me wrong, but a lot of us pulled through it. Right. And most people do pull through it. So the last recession was in 2020. Uh huh. The recession before that was in 2001. So not that long. Oh, uh, let me take that back. We had the Great Recession in 2008. So I'm going I'm to carve that out because we yeah. know what happened there. Yeah. So we're not talking about we're 2008 because today's about 2008. not 2008. Technically, that was a recession. Technically, yeah. terms, the six months in one, a row. Yeah. We, we had it, that. It landed. It probably lasted a few years in a row, actually. It did. It lasted a long time. So before that, it was 01. Mm -hmm. And that was the dot-com stuff and 9-11. Previous to that, it was 1990 and 1991. The savings and loan scandals, yeah. along with the high interest rates. We're going to hear that theme a few times, high interest rates. And in 1980 and 1982, 10 years previous to that, again, t high interest rates, inflation. Okay. So th then, and for some of us, we may remember the gas lines. So it feels like about every that. 10 years this it's happens. It's almost every 10 years. That's what it feels like. And it's is, true. It, that is kind of interesting. So as we get older, we might have more of these experiences And it goes to back. back. I just on. stopped in the 80s because we don't need to go back. So that, that PowerPoint that I pulled up, actually, we talked about 9-11. And I thought that was kind of interesting that it was referring to the 9-11 you know, era of 20 years ago. And I didn't take on any of this into consideration. So, you know, I guess it would be fair to say that if, if we continued following this pattern, maybe sometime in 2030s, we might find ourselves in this position again. That's the important takeaway here is it happens, we get through it, mm -hmm. it's cyclical, it'll happen again, and we manage it and we all come through on the other side. So this is a question I have for both you and Anthony, because I was thinking about today's show and I was trying to figure out 
During 2020 and 21, we had rates super low. You, you said we were going to talk about rates today. Mm -hmm. So what I'm trying to understand is all we kept hearing about while the rates were so crazy low was that <clears throat> the feds have to raise them because of inflation. Why do the feds have to raise rates because of inflation? Can either of you guys answer that? Or do you know? Ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh, you, you? All right, so, okay. <laughs> so it's just a mechanism. Okay. And, and interest rates are a mechanism to borrow money. Okay. Companies borrow ooh. money uh -huh. to produce goods. Okay. When companies are producing too many goods uh -huh. because the money is so cheap, uh -huh. then the cost of these goods gets cheaper. Gets cheaper, right? And And we're we're spending more money on these goods. So what the government will do is to curb this, mm -hmm. they will just raise the interest rates, which will, and then will, and this is, this is where we get into recession world, is we raise the interest rates, which we're doing right now. Mm -hmm. We're not technically in a recession right now, but uh, the, we're the, almost there. The smart we money need, says it's coming. Yeah. So, so we're gonna raise the interest rates, which is gonna make it more expensive for companies to borrow money, mm -hmm. which makes the cost for them more expensive, which means they have to cut costs. Sadly, that means they're going to probably reduce jobs or they're going to start stop manufacturing mm -hmm. as much, but it makes them put the, the, the brakes on. So the goods, the goods become more expensive. Goods become more expensive. And then expensive. people spend less or on those goods. People buy less, buy of, those less of those goods. Okay, so that, and services. So that kind of goes right to this chart that I had here. Oh, where did it go? I think it was this chart here. That's that's exactly what it's talking about, the declining market economy. Unemployed workers have less money to spend, yep. so demand decreases further. So this is like a bad spiral, and we don't want to be in the spiral, but we're going in this spiral. We have to we have to curb it. And, and what will happen is eventually <clears throat> bacon is at $10. We'll buy the bacon. I love bacon. I know you do. You've brought up bacon I, I do, before. Every time. <laughs> bacon is my favorite. So... So bacon is ten dollars. Uh -huh. We're still buying it. When bacon gets to fifteen dollars, I'll still buy it. But maybe I won't buy it as much. When bacon gets to twenty dollars, I'm not buying it. And what they'll do is they're going to make it so they'll get us to the point where we stop buying the products and services because the cost is too much. That's when it's done its job. So then, is that when the Fed should, in theory, drop the rates? That's, that's when we get there. Then we start so, the reverse. So it feels like it's just a matter of the government's turning up the nozzle and then turning it down. We solve one problem and with turn another. Turn it up, turning it down. That's it. Gas really? gas prices is the same way. So At what point are we going to stop buying gas? At, then once we stop buying the gas, then they'll know that's as high as it can get. Uh-huh. And then the prices will come down. Okay, so you really did effectively answer my question quite well. I'm very impressed, Joe Smith. I know I wasn't anticipating that. So basically, the government, let's just like sum that back up again. The reason why rates shot up is because the government's trying to slow down the frenzy that maybe we've had, whether it's real estate or any goods and services. Any goods or services. They're trying to squeeze them all. Now, is that because of the supply chain issues? Because I was thinking about that as I was driving over here like, hmm, maybe now the builders will get caught up and maybe those materials will get less expensive as there's less orders being filled and they manufacture it's, everything it's, might come back everything down everything comes back down and if it comes back down then we'll be so this is just a temporary kind of band-aid maybe is that it, a way a, to look at it it's a cycle i mean it's just a cycle so okay. the average recession mm -hmm. how long I'll, I'll ask you i already know the number how long do you think the average recession lasts? I think the average recession lasts a year and a half. 
Oh my God! Did you get my notes? No. Eight, Eighteen months is the average. I'm recession. smart, dude. That is well done. <laughs> Well, <laughs> right here, yes. That's good. Um, so 18 months is the average uh, recession. Well, and that makes sense because I feel like it takes about six months before people wake up and realize that it's even going on. And then we do everything we can to combat it, to get out of it. And that's where I, was, that's where I came up with the year yeah. and a half. Like, year and a half. Because it, it feels like now effectively, since by definition we're not there yet, would you say, you know, let's say we're mid-year 2022, it's pretty fair statement to say that we'll be in this experience that we're having today for probably at least another year and a half. Yeah, it's probably happening right now. Yeah. So we're lagging, right? So right. the data that we get is a lagging indicator. So by the time we, we find out by the time we find out that we're in a recession, we've already been we're, in it. We've already been in the recession for 6 months. Yeah. So, okay, so probably at least another year. So it could be another year, maybe a little little more. So I don't even want I oh I can't help myself because I always say stupid things. No, you're on a you're on a smart roll right now. I know I'm sure on a smart. I, I know I know, but you know there's two taboo subjects that always get people riled up, and one of them is politics, which were you know I uh. didn't want to bring up politics, but I think I have to because in a year from now we're going to be rolling right into the next election. Funny how that works out, isn't that? So I'm just kind of putting the dots together, and maybe that's me being dumb and smart these at the same are, time. These are all talking points for politics, right? They're yeah. they're going to throw the recession word around and, a and lot. Yeah, like all, all the all the things that we're dealing with mm -hmm. are what are going to show up in the in the politics. In the politics, because it, it, it's, it it's just, just around it the corner, will. and I'm just thinking timing wise, like all of a sudden things might get a lot better right before the next election, but yeah. they might have anyways. You, you will never know. Oh. I, I, if I knew the answer to all of that. Yeah, I like, know. Like, but it just gets me thinking. It just gets me yeah. thinking. So, okay, so we're at two factors of market, demand and supply. Usually we think demand equals quantity, but actually it dem it demand quantifies the price. Price decides the quantity of sales. Competitive price equals more demand in competitive prices equals less demand. So that's really dumbing everything down what you're talking about, right, yeah, Joe? More or less. So technically a recession is like what you just said, and here's the GDP, which is the money value of C plus I, oh, that's way too much. Too much, too much. Yeah, that's way over my head. I don't six, even. Six months going down. <laughs> Um, GDP is a good indicator of economy. Other indicators could be unemployment rate, consumption rate, actual per personal income. So let's stop there for a quick minute. Let's so bring Anthony in this conversation. I want to make sure he's still awake because I can see he's just texting on his phone right now. <laughs> actually, I actually have some notes. Oh, you I do? Looking, I, was, I was looking at them in case you called on me. Oh, well, perfect timing, Anthony Pena. Um, so where were we just going with I was going to say what we have let's say we have 18 months to get through this, mm -hmm. what should we expect in the, in the next 18 months? What should we expect in the next 18 months? Oh my gosh, that is a perfect time to take a break. We'll be right let's back. Have you been thinking about buying a new house or refinancing your existing mortgage? Interest rates are still around historically low levels. Why pay a higher rate when you don't have to? Call Joe Smith, me, at Epic Mortgage LLC, 602 741 4121 for a free mortgage quote or pre-qualification. Epic Mortgage LLC is a locally owned independent mortgage brokerage that provides low-cost options for its customers. Independently owned means low overhead, so you get the best rates, fees, and service. Keep more of your money. Brokers are better. Realtor recommended for over 20 years. Contact me, Joe Smith, at Epic Mortgage today. 602-741 4121. 
Hi, I'm Rebecca Hidalgo Rains with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, and I've been selling homes here in the Valley for over a quarter of a century. I want to say that experience truly matters. So when you're looking for a realtor to help you either buy or sell your biggest purchase of your life, I hope you'll consider using me. My experience doesn't matter near as much as my clients. So I do dare you to Google me and I promise you'll see nothing but fantastic reviews because I really do truly care to help navigate you and your family to the very best experience you'll ever have with buying a home. Whether purchasing a home or refinancing, we know you have choices when it comes to choosing a title company. Navi Title Agency is the leading source for all title, escrow, and marketing needs. With access to the largest title insurance underwriter, Navi Title facilitates successful closings and protects clients from fraud. Creating solutions that save time and money for everyone, ask your realtor or loan officer today about using Navi Title on your next real estate transaction. Navi Title Agency is locally owned and operated in the state of Arizona. Okay, so we're back from the break after I just tried to fix my hair and it's not quite working out, but that's okay because that's not what we're here talking about today. What we're talking about is what could, we're going to speculate now on what could the next 18 months look like. We've, we've determined that a recession is about 18 months, give or take. Yeah, we might be six months in it. What, what, what does it look like? What does it look like? So let's talk about just going to the grocery store. You talked about bacon. Anything else that you guys are noticing, Anthony? Like... When you go shopping, are you noticing, besides your bacon being more expensive, other things that you're probably still going to buy, even if it's a little bit more? I used to go to Costco and I used to fill my cart up and I know that price. Now my cart's half that full and it's the same price. So it's not just bacon, Joe. Yeah. It's not just bacon, no. Joe. Sadly. I'll give you like a little example. So I eat a lot of fish. So Costco has bags of really nice fish. For example, tilapia. Um, it used to be about $10, $11 for the bag. Now it's about 15, 16. Times everything you put in that cart. So you were talking about, it feels like 30% more cost for just groceries than an average, if not more. So the interesting thing for America is we're not good at adjusting. Anthony, have you, have you bought less fish? You know what? It's like, no, I'm not buying less. Right, I'm right. But you just finished saying your cart was half as full. So you're buying well, less. There's other stuff I didn't need at that time. Ah. ah. Okay, so we're making right? so, choices. So maybe you would have grabbed <clears throat> that that box of peanuts mm -hmm. that we normally would get, but now we're we're gonna pass on the peanuts because they just spent fifteen dollars on tilapia. Yeah, which means the peanuts are out. The peanuts might be out. Right now, what I'm kind of curious about, and James, my husband, just posted this last week. So gas is more expensive. We could blame it on the recession. I don't know if it's Russia recession, whatever. You guys can tell me what your thoughts are on that. But I'm kind of curious. How come when I drive up north? gas is a buck cheaper in Payson than it is in the Valley. I don't understand that. Why would the recession determine the amount I'm paying for my gas, whether I'm filling up at Costco or in Payson? Any ideas, gentlemen? We can come back and circle back. I was thinking of James this weekend when I went up there and I was laughing at the same thing because it was dollar less a gallon. It was dollar less a gallon. So how does that work? Uh, there's okay so there's a couple of factors and we'll talk about up north and we'll even talk about california real quick yeah so different municipalities charge different taxes uh-huh so for instance california why their gas is so expensive is california taxes gas hard ah, hard so that makes so, a difference so that three dollar delta is going to the state yeah or some sort of tax okay so that's what so if you learn one thing that's why california gas is so expensive well it's another reason why so many people move here and number two of mm -hmm. uh, your question up north that's gila county versus maricopa county and it could just supply and demand maybe yeah. he doesn't go through his gas as quickly and maybe he bought his gas 
back when it was $3 a gallon. Yeah. So he was able to sell it for four, and then maybe in three months when he has to refill his tanks and gas is $6 a, a gallon, mm-hmm. you're going to see the number go up. Fair statement. Oh, Anthony's got an idea. Let's hear Anthony. No, I agree with you on that one, but help me explain this one. So gas is I'm on this corner and it's 525 a gallon. And then across the street, it's 559 a gallon. I'm going your bacon analogy. They do it because they know. So they're just going to keep on going higher yes. and higher because people are still going to do it. And guess what? People aren't going to cross the street to get to 530. Right. They're going to stay right there at 559 because that's convenient for them. Correct. 100%. That's that's all that is. Why is one one gas more expensive than the next? It's just the the margin that they choose to make. That's Good old it, capitalism. Yeah, I was, like, I was like, going to say, it felt like Monopoly. You right. know, like the guy on this corner is selling cheaper because he's hoping to sell more soda pop when if, people if, come inside. Yep. If you can get it, go for it. Okay, fair enough. So, 18 months. We're talking. We're talking gas. We're talking um, food. What else? I mean, obviously, we're going to talk real estate in part two of this. So, I don't want to get into rents or housing. So, so real estate will come into play. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll discuss that later. <laughs> uh, part of a recession generally is going to be a little bit of job loss. Okay. Right? Yeah, and they did talk about that on that screen. Was so the job loss? We're going to see some job loss because it's remember interest rates are rising. Mm-hmm. It costs the company more money to produce those goods so they have to pull back because the the demand now is going down for those goods Mm -hmm. so they have to reduce costs they have to reduce uh production Mm -hmm. which means there will be some job loss now i don't i don't know that that's going to hurt as much because it seems like for some reason we're at a job deficit right like it seems like everybody is hiring so maybe that's not going to be as big of a factor in this, as, as it has been in the past. In this recession. In the recession. And maybe it's going to have to do with where you're at. Because here in Arizona, and we, we can go into all the reasons why people come to Arizona, our job growth is so good. And actually, this is probably a great time for us to hear about your talk that you had with your, you know, all your pretty little notes there, Joe. I, I have lots of notes, big notes. Lots of notes. <laughs> so so that's a good point. We'll, we'll go into... Um, why why I believe and a lot of other smarter people uh-huh. believe AZ is a little different and you can cruise right into the job stuff. Right. Uh, I had a great conversation with a good friend of mine, client of mine, Mr. Dan Henderson. He's the director of business development for the city of Gilbert. Okay. So he works hand in hand with... And they've done a lot of development in the last few years. With the mayor, he, they're, they're going bonkers yeah. for a long time in Gilbert. Yeah. No, I mean, downtown growth is, is crazy and everywhere you turn. And he's a huge part of it. Like everything that's happening down there comes across his desk at some point. That's awesome. And he's involved in some sort of and, negotiation. And that whole area around Agritopia has been exploding. Like... Growth is beyond growth. So we can use Gilbert as a little as a yeah. poster child for the state. Yeah, I think and, it's a good it's a good one because it's part of the um, one of those cities that got ranked that's still growing. Sure. So let's talk about that. Sure. So so we had a, a forty to fifty million conversation about this, and I appreciate it so much. We're giving Dan a shout out. Thank Very, you, Dan. Uh, enlightened. That's, that's how I felt after that, and mm-hmm. I, I felt a lot of knowledge, and it actually knowledge it is made, power. It made me feel good. Right again, because knowledge is power. If, the, you're, if the, you understand, that's not so scary. The recession conversation with Dan made me feel good. I love it. So right. let's let, make okay. me feel good. I want to feel good. Okay, so Anthony ready, can't ready wait to good? feel good. Look at him; he's just sitting there Anthony waiting. Anthony feels good all the time. <laughs> so the first the, the first piece that I'll share is uh, Gilbert is expanding. 
Yes. Right. Which is counterproductive. If you if you hear the word recession, you don't say growth and expansion. They've just got a five hundred and fifteen million dollar bond approved to go towards infrastructure in the city of Gilbert. Where is this infrastructure going? Everywhere. Okay. So they're they're going to be putting up uh, government works all over the city, and it's a that's a huge number for a, a city bond. Well, five hundred and fifteen million, million sounds incredible. So, so they expect seven dollars to one dollar on commercial uh, growth. Holy cow! So for every dollar that it takes for a commercial building, uh-huh. they expect seven in return. Wow! And 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 this is happening. If you drive around the city, oh, do Gilbert, you see it? It's incredible. You see it, and it's landlocked. So that's what's so because I I saw the thing about going vertical instead of sprawling. Yeah, so that's a great point. So they're going up, not out. Right. Uh, which is super common in pretty much every, every municipality, every municipality, every mm-hmm. big city. We are becoming a big city. We're the number of Phoenix Metro is the fifth. You've been saying it for city. the longest time. It's happening. We are now California. It's happening. It's so, happening. So the reason they're growing up and not out is they're looking for density mm-hmm. because what they've learned over the, the pandemic, especially is people will stay local. Yeah. People, we shop got, local. We, we all got through the pandemic by staying local, mm-hmm. and they think that trend will continue forward mm-hmm. uh, for foreseeable future. And the density conserves resources. So you can walk places. You don't have to spend on gas. You you like there's so many public reasons. Public transport. Mm-hmm. You 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 can get everywhere you need. To, everything you need to do um, will be done, kind of in in a a small setting. So picture picture downtown Gilbert with restaurants on the bottom uh-huh. and then six more stories yeah. of retail and apartment living. I think they have that on the corner of Higley and either Williamsfield or Ray right now going up right there next to Agritopia. Agritopia sure. Um, yeah. And they have that same exact concept and I think the apartments go up at least six or seven stories And they're going the for like record big, prices. Big dollars. Yeah. Big yeah. dollars. You're a baller if you're if you're going to be renting in there. All, all the way in little old Gilbert. So, yes. <laughs> so that's happening all over town. That's mm-hmm. that's the new projects are, are all going up. Uh, six story buildings is is kind of what they're looking so for. So obviously the town of Gilbert has no fear because if they were fearful they would not be expanding. They're cognizant of it. Okay. But it's not slowing anything down. Awesome. That's right? good. They, they 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 express that they are lean as a municipality. Mm-hmm. So there's one person, one city worker in the city of Gilbert for every five people. Which wow. Is, which, is a, a, a good, yeah. which is a good number. Yeah. Um, you would think, because that basically covers a family of four, essentially. Yeah. You know, there's one worker for every family. Right. That's a lot of people. The growth that they expect uh, throughout the state mm-hmm. is not, will we'll creep into housing a little bit. Arizona used to be housing full right we all yeah. we all know that that yeah. that's what drove our economy 250 was, people to 300 people a day was housing right mm-hmm. we, everything was was builders was mm-hmm. something with the trades we were huge into that mm-hmm. and now going forward we still have that right yeah. we're still we're still working that the term is light industrial light industrial light industrial because we're bringing in a lot of businesses lots of businesses and this is just this is not just in gilbert this is in the state mm-hmm. we have uh Taiwan Semiconductor, which I saw is a huge, huge company mm-hmm. coming into the area, mm-hmm. going to bring a lot of jobs, a lot of good paying jobs. Mm-hmm. We've got LG in Casa Grande, mm-hmm. and they are building uh, facilities and growing out. And then we have a lot of solar companies yeah. uh, and solar battery companies expanding in the, in the East Valley, uh, along with 
the expansion of companies like Gilbert, yeah. or Gilbert, Intel, mm -hmm. and Northrop Grumman, mm -hmm. and many other already established companies mm -hmm. who are growing out. So again, like recession doesn't sound so scary when you're hearing information like this, because yes. those companies, if they weren't expanding, it would sound a lot scarier. But the fact that they're expanding tells us they're feeling pretty bullish about this market. They love it. And one of what I was interested to find out, mm -hmm. the number one reason that these companies are coming to Gilbert and Arizona, mm -hmm. I thought it was tax incentive. Right, you know, coming from East numbers. Coast, you and Anthony, I could see why you guys would both think right? that. You, I mean, that's what the, the bottom line mm -hmm. dollar, but it, it's not, it's workforce. So they love the workforce in Arizona. So they're growing here. And not only are they hiring and bringing people to Arizona, mm -hmm. but they are expanding into schools. They're providing grants and educational pieces to the local schools to Making help them Making it even a better too, place to live. A better place for their people to live. and kind of to, to grow some homegrown talent, right? If we can invest in STEM mm -hmm. and get these kids moving forward, maybe they end up working for Intel. And staying here. And staying local and, and getting great jobs and, and furthering the, the economy. You know, um, that I think is, I wanna look real quick, sorry, Anthony, I'm scrolling past you. I wanna look real quick at this particular, Arizona has five of the 15 fastest growing cities in the US. Um, and I thought this was really interesting. This article just came out yesterday. So this is like new, you know, full of recession time period and all their Orion. This is, I love Orion investment. They're, yeah. you know, the, their guys have been really good about keeping us in the loop. So it shows that Buckeye's growth rate of 8.6 was the fourth highest in the country, right behind Queen Creek, which grew by 8.9 with 66,000 residents last year alone. And I thought that was really interesting. And this is where I saw that that other city, let me find where it was, um, New York City is who lost 300,000 mm. people last year. Um, so San Antonio was the biggest of the 10 cities in the whole country. Phoenix is in that mix. Basically, everything you're just talking about is what this whole article talks about is why all these people are coming here and that even mentions Casa Grande, Casa Grande too. Yeah, sure. So, you know, Joe, I got to tell you, um, hearing about all this, like you're saying how you felt better after talking to um, your guy down in Gilbert, I would have to agree with you that I feel really good that it's not as bad as what everybody's making it out to be. It, it's, it never is. Right. Jump off the diving board. It's, right. it's never Jump as bad. Jump off the diving board. It's never as bad as you think it's gonna be. Right. So, so this recession, this doom and gloom, which is selling papers, which is Anthony's favorite topic, is, is getting the facts and out of the fear. Right. Right. A recession happens. It's not the first time. It's not the last time. It's just something we're going to deal with. It just happens. And we're going to muscle through like we do every other time. You know, we've always talked about, since I remember in real estate school 30 years ago, how real estate's cyclical and 3 to 5% a year. And we're going to get into the real estate aspect of it in our next part two show. But, Anthony, I do remember... Um, there's something you talked about on your information, your slides that you sent over, and I'm wondering, let's take a quick peek if I can get one more slide over. One more. We're, oh. You're doing good, by I know, I know, You're, I'm trying really hard so without Fry's help. Oh, yeah, here we go. Oh, man, I'm oh. just killing it. Okay, here we go. Anthony, you sent me a bunch of cool charts. Recession doesn't equal a housing mm -hmm. crisis. So that was really all I was super looking for, was the fact that just because things have gotten more expensive, doesn't mean that we're in a housing crisis by any means. People love the extreme words, and I know Anthony's a super fan of cutting that down, but crisis? Come on. 
crisis? And, and to jump into that one, and I know we're in the housing market, and I, I, some people had, you know, with COVID start, but I know a lot of people, and I can raise my hand too, and it's not patting on the back or nothing. Um, it was one of my best years ever in my career. And I'm sure it's some of you guys and the people I talk to, and the number one reason what we talked about in the beginning is mindset, because we didn't dig our head in the sand and watch that negative news. We saw it as opportunity. And that's the same thing right now. When you hear that word recession and people's mindset go the wrong way, you look at it as opportunity. Well, you know, it's interesting that you bring that up. And then I, I think it'll be a great time for us to roll into part two when we really get heavy into the real estate stats and all of that good stuff and how this current economy that we're experiencing affects us in that sense, is that what we saw in 2020 in March through May of 2020, that's like literally COVID just hit middle of March. I remember it was St. Patty's Day was like the last time I was out and then everything got shut down, right? So for those following two months, I had nothing but cancellations and clients freaking out and should I be doing this right now? And like the sky was falling for about two months. To your point, Anthony, in June of that year, through December was record breaking for myself as well. For anybody who is in the real estate business, because everything that we didn't do the first half of the year basically got compounded yep. in the second half. And so we went from dead to crazy. And you know, definitely life's a lot better when it's just kind of, you know, the same and we can know what tomorrow's gonna it's bring easier. us, right? It's, it's a little bit knowing what you're gonna expect. But that said, today I absolutely feel like it felt two years ago right now. In mm. the sense that when the pandemic very first hit, everyone kind of had those deer. It's a pause. Yeah, they had those deer in the, in the headlights kind of look in their faces. And then all of a sudden everything just turned right back on. And those folks, talking about Anthony with opportunity, and those folks that actually did press forward in March, April, and May of 2020 and move forward with their real estate decisions are very happy for it now in hindsight because all it did was just blow up. And I remember we have one client in common he almost didn't close escrow. His name might start with a D. That might ring, jog your memory a little bit. And might his other initial might be an L. And that said, he paid like 550 for a house that today is probably worth 900. And that's just in two years of appreciation. Yeah. And he almost didn't close escrow because he was so afraid because of the sky was falling. We never had run into anything like we had run into with the pandemic before. But we have seen recession. Yes, many times. And so that's like the part where I'm like, okay, I feel better now after we've kind of talked through all of this, that it's really not the end of the world. Maybe we all just kind of go on a little bit of a diet and don't eat as much bacon for a little while. Yeah, the, half the things out of Costco. Yeah. That's, the, that's a great way to sum it up for Anthony. You're just getting half the things. You're just getting half the things from Costco for now, but it'll it'll change. And in the meantime, if building gets a little bit easier and our supply chain issues start to dissipate, you know, it could actually be a good thing. And I honestly think we couldn't keep going the way we were going. Uh, as far as at least when it impacted the way the real estate market was going, you know, we're out of houses. We need houses to sell. So now maybe sellers will actually go on the market it's and sell no, their houses. It's no secret how this goes. If you look back over the history, they the recession came they rose the interest rates the recession went away 10 years later the recession came they were they, the interest rates came up the recession went away it's you can see this the cycle Every time play they do out it. It, we're now the interest rates are going up i don't know where they'll go but they're going to go up and then eventually 
they're going to go down. You know, I'm going to do for July. We're going to figure out. Um, I think we'll we'll do it right before you leave um, out of town for July. I, I think I'm going to do a leaderboard between you, me, Anthony, and Tara, and like actually mark out what we were predicting in January versus March versus May, and see if we can have uh, a winner at the end of the year of who's who's I, got I, the better I need insights. A three year chart. <laughs> for Joe. Joe. With, with interest rate, isn't the old saying, and to correct me if I'm wrong, when they go up, it's like going up an elevator. When they come down, it's like going down the stairs. Yes. Yeah, it's true. It's that true. Kind of, yeah. That's actually yeah. a really good visual, Anthony. It's, Thank you for sharing that. It's super quick. I mean, they're 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 trying to throw the brakes well, on they, pretty much everything. They did throw the brakes yeah. because, uh, and we'll talk about this in the next show. So you want, guys, come back and join us for part two because now we're getting into the nitty gritty with the real estate stuff. We'll be back. Thanks. So I hope you guys really enjoyed hearing about the recession. I know that sounds kind of crazy, enjoy hearing about the recession, but hopefully it helped take some fear away from you guys. Now we're gonna roll into part two, where we're gonna talk about how that affects you with your housing and the cost of housing. So I hope you guys check it out, don't miss it. What a great show, and thank you for joining us on our mutual journey to becoming unharmable and successful in all of our experiences while we're here in this school of life. We hope you enjoyed it. If you watched us on YouTube, please like and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Likewise, if you're catching us on one of our podcast platforms, be sure to follow us so you never miss out on another one of our shows again. Remember that if you ever have a question about real estate or any of the other topics we cover, check us out on the web, www.gratefulheart.tv, for all of our links to connect with us. I'm on vacation every single day Cause I love my occupation Hey, hey, hey I'm on vacation every single day Every, every single day